Another glorious day in the penthouse above Green Acres. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for Mr. Douglas. And, uh, the penthouse? We, the top <laughs> of the telephone pole? Is that what you yeah, mean? <laughs> pretty much. You know, Mark, I was thinking in a uh, in a very real way. I was thinking, and it hurt. I got to be honest. It hurt. Ow. Thinking can't hurt, and it was painful. But before the Germans... Uh, after they had, uh, when Adolf Hitler had, you know, <laughs> signed his agreement with Neville Chamberlain, uh, got back home and invaded Poland and then went across France and wiped that out in about a week. Um, and the British people looked at Neville Chamberlain and remembered him standing at the airport with the British airways in the background, you know, and all the newsreels. I have achieved, you know, peace in our lifetime. It's here. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. And they'll cheer, you know, and, and of course, you know, Hitler was just, <laughs> As soon as he was on the plane leaving, Hitler was already get the get the guns, get the you know, and head over that way. Well, two things people didn't know: couldn't figure out how is it possible that Adolf Hitler's army is so fast and furious, blitzkrieg, three, four, five days in a row of the same army just wearing out. You know, they no, nobody had ever seen anything like it. You had to have mm -hmm. a supply line and new soldiers. You had to have a million soldiers to accomplish this, and he didn't have that. And it turned out to be Pervitin, uh, which was an over-the-counter uh, meth methamphetamine. And they gave that to the, uh, the Nazi troops. And the, they gave them meth. And think about it. Meth gets rid of your empathy. It keeps you up for days. It makes you willing. You're 10 feet tall and bulletproof when you're on meth. Mm. And you're around. Think about it. You, you got 20-year-old dudes <laughs> who are 10 feet tall and bulletproof anyway. Now you give them a gun and a purpose and then you add meth to the mix. No wonder they could stay up for three or four days, you know, killing people they thought were inferior to them and having no thought about it for our humanity. Yeah. Yeah. So as Hitler turned his eye at Great Britain, the people of Great Britain replaced Neville Chamberlain with Winston Churchill. And Churchill had had an up and down political career. There were plenty of people in Great Britain who saw the damage that the Nazis did. And they were like, Churchill, you got, you know, you need to settle with this guy. He's a, he has threatened to invade, but he ain't invading yet. And uh, Churchill wouldn't. He, he said, I will not talk to that man. I will not negotiate with that man. And his reason was very sound. He was not going to be Charlie Brown with Lucy holding the football. And that's what everybody else had done. They had tried to appease Hitler for 10 years. You know, for 10 years, it was an appeasement plan. Eight years. And none of it worked. You see what, what happened. And that's where uh, Winston Churchill said no more. He's not worth, he can't be trusted. It doesn't matter what you sign with this man. He's going to do whatever he wants anyway. So no, 
I am now standing in the gap. Had there been any other person there, like name American politicians today, mm. is there an American politician that would have stood in that gap and said, you're not coming here. We will fight you on the beaches. We'll fight you in the fields. We'll fight you in the mountains. We will fight, fight, fight. We will never, ever. You remember that? Never surrender. You know, right. this is after the defeat at Dunkirk and his British forces had seen up front Blitzkrieg. They knew what they were facing, but they had a leader. He said, no, I'm not negotiating. We will fight. And the first thing he did, he had the Royal Navy, best in the world at the time. At the beginning of World War II, the British Navy had everybody beat, including the U.S. Wow. The first thing Churchill did after he made that speech, we're not going to, we're going to fight you here. We are not, we're not negotiating is because, uh, you know, the Nazis had taken over France. And so the French Navy, they were what, far off the coast of Algiers. So the very first thing Churchill did, he turned on the French Navy. They weren't his allies. They had, the French had been his allies and he sent British expeditionary force there to help them. But once the Nazis took over, that French Navy was no longer the French Navy. It was the Nazi Germany. French Navy. Mm. And so Churchill, it was, he, if I remember correctly, it's remember the movie, the hateful eight came out not too long ago. It was a, the hateful eight. It was a, I, I remember the Adam title. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the second time I'd ever heard that term used. First time was in a history book, reading about Churchill saying that what he did to the former, the French Navy was his most hateful decision. He blew the ships up off the coast mm. of Algiers. He sent, told the British Navy sink the ships. 1,300 Frenchmen died. And the reason wow. was simple. Churchill knew his strength was his Navy. Hitler didn't realize his He didn't know his enemy. He didn't care. Everybody he had was on meth. They were all in, and he was on coke. So these guys were just pimpy, tall, and bulletproof, running Mach 1 with their hair on fire. And yet, Winston Churchill stood in the gap, prevented the invasion of, of uh, Great Britain, and then said, well, you're not going to use the French Navy against me. Wow. And I think about what kind of person it took to be able to do those things, to be able to be willing to stand up and be hated by your allies in terms of the French, mm. knowing full well the time would come when the, French, the, the British army would again invade France. The French army, the French did not exist anymore. They were owned by Nazi Germany. They were, had been invaded. And Churchill knew what it took. So he stood up against his enemy. And the one place the Germans never were able to invade was Great Britain. Now, granted, it was the British Navy and it was the RAF, you know, the yeah. British Air Because you're an island nation. I mean, this, you got to come by, you're either coming by land, uh, by sea or by air. Yeah. yeah. And, and Churchill knew that. So my whole point to this is right now we are in a battle. It's not a battle like World War II against nations and borderlines and things like that, although we have plenty to fight over there. We're fighting in our own nation for the invasion that has already taken place. And we now have to decide whether we're going to allow it to continue or we're going to fight in the streets. We're going to fight on the beach. We're going to fight in the air. We're going to fight wherever we have to, because what the enemy is doing in our country is taking the absolute lie of the devil and calling it the truth and then damning us when we say anything, putting mm. us on the, they're willing to put us in jail saying we're hate speech people for reading the yeah. Bible. They are doing those things and they will get worse. And that's why they don't like Trump, because Trump, like Churchill, would stand in the gap. Churchill, yeah. think about how bad it had gotten by 2016 when Trump came in. And Trump mm -hmm. went, that's enough. I'm, yeah. I don't care what you call yourself. You're a, you're a dude. 
I saw you in the bathroom. You're a dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're a dude wearing a dress, but that's what you are. Right. It doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to disrespect you in the, in, you know, just look, I don't care. He's like most of, I don't care what you claim to be. I love you because Jesus loves you, but I'm not going to buy into your fiction and fantasy life. It's not real. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's what the enemy fears most is somebody willing to stand in the gap to say, I will fight you where I have to. I will fight in the streets. And that's what Trump did. And that's what he does. Whereas I don't see anybody else willing to do that, Mark. No, no. In fact, uh, uh, anybody else who would step up and do that will be treated the same way he's been treated. Right. When you think about it, yep. when he said, don't you think it's best to be friendly with these people? Better to be friendly than to be at odds, you know, at war with these people. Yep. And he was referring to people like uh, Kim Sung-un and mm -hmm. uh, North Korea and right. uh, Vladimir Putin. Yep. Talking about these people who who are really on the on the edge, mm -hmm. who could get a wild hair at any moment, push the right. button. And next thing you know, New York's gone. L.A.'s gone. You know, right. We have nuclear war on our hands. Mm hmm. Isn't it better to maintain a friendly relationship with these people and work through our differences than it is to, to, you know, constantly be thumbing your noses at them and accusing them of things and, and condemning them on the world stage. Isn't it better to work a different direction? And that was his philosophy and that's what he did. And of course they used that against him. Right. In fact, uh, there's uh, uh, there's evidence that goes back to 2015 where they were plotting to use all that against him because they knew the way he saw things. They, 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 they plotted from before, before the 2016 election, they plotted to use Putin against him right. because he had said, it's better to be friendly, mm -hmm. right? They plotted this beforehand and that's what they used it for the entire time, which is why we had Russia, 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 mm -hmm. you know, it was Russia. Yep. You know, I went through my stuff yesterday trying to find all the Russia stuff I used to have. Right. You, I, I used to have, apparently I've deleted right. all of it. It's all gone. <laughs> but, wow. and I, I went online yesterday because I got a lot of that stuff off of YouTube. I went on YouTube looking for the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff. Couldn't find it. It's funny how stuff disappears when it's inconvenient for the left. But man, if somebody Mark. stood up against them, they would be treated exactly the same way he's been treated because it can't. It war is to their advantage. Disruption is to their advantage. Conflict is to their advantage because keeping people upset and confused is to their advantage. They want people unsettled. It's a, it's a, it's an old nasty management technique that I'm familiar with. Mm. I, having bosses in the past who keep the staff upset about things all the time so that they're not paying attention to what's really going on and they can't put a finger on what he's actually up to. So he keeps everybody, you know, he's keeps everybody angry at each other. Right. So they don't see what he's up to. Yep. And that's what they're doing now. And that's why, as I was thinking about our country, it just, you know, you have those brief moments of clarity and I had one last night and mm -hmm. it really was where we are as a nation. And I, I've had to spend a couple of days on the, uh, the latest Trump indictment out of Georgia. Yeah. And, um, I've had to read it word for word. I've had to read word for word what they claim are proof of a conspiracy. And um, the fact that Americans did this to an American, you know, boggles my mind. But it goes into how they dig in. The, they dig their heels in by saying he, you know, he spoke to this group of people saying there was fraud. There was. He spoke to this group of people saying 10,000 dead people voted. There was. 
he spoke to this group of people said 2500 uh you know people underage on the vote voted there was i mean he pointed out all these things you know there were 96600 more votes cat that that never absentee ballots that never went through the process they came out of somebody's trunk and were counted yeah. and he that's what they called an act of uh of breaking the law anyway mm-hmm. having read this um word for word mark and I'm disappointed uh, that it's come to this. And I will be honest, there's too much there. There's so much information there in the indictment that um, the depth that they are going, you know, really, really bothers me. But I've said it before, you know, being right is not a bulletproof vest. There are people in jail right now in prison because they didn't understand that. You know, and they right. fought the, yeah. they, you know, that's why I said you can't fight the city hall, right? Well, this yeah. is the, this is the city hall on a big stage. You cannot fight liberal Democrats who have judges in their back pocket and right. will put you in jail. And they're trying to put Trump in jail. They're trying yeah. to put Rudy Giuliani in jail. You'd be amazed at how many times he's mentioned in that indictment and yeah. is charged yeah. with crimes. I mean, Rudy Giuliani is yeah. right there, man. And I'll tell you what, the fact that Rudy Giuliani has mentioned that much in there shows you he was battling for Trump on uh, with the law on his side the whole mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And he was, as they say, over the target the whole time. Yeah. Which yeah. is why they're they're firing at him, right? And uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. just crazy. I'm, I was looking at something here. Uh, the thing uh, Brian Kemp yesterday uh, uh-huh. said uh, that none of this stuff was proven, none of it held up in court, none of it. You know, all of his accusations are false. Yeah. In, specifically speaking of Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody uh, by the name of Hang on, let me scroll up and get her. All right. um, oh gosh, there it goes. <laughs> it's not scrolling right. I'm trying to find the. Uh, her her name anyway doesn't matter she submitted uh last year in 2022 february 18th of 2022 she and a group dropped off boxes filled with 40,000 signed affidavits from people who witnessed witnessed issues with the election Mm-hmm. They saw people who were working at the places where they were counting the votes, people who right. were watching things happen while they were voting. 40,000 mm-hmm. different people who saw things going on that were wrong with the election. And she's been after Governor Brian Kemp ever since to call her back. Not one word. In fact, she has video that somebody shot while she's, she and the crew were dropping this stuff off. And there are workers in his office who were smirking at her and laughing as she's, they're, they're stacking these boxes up in his office. So Brian Kemp is corrupt. He can't be trusted. You know, when so. Trump, that's actually one of the things that was mentioned in the, uh, uh, the indictment. Um, it was around act, I don't know, 90s. Anyway, they, when Trump, you know, they actually charged Trump with breaking the law with some of his tweets when he called mm, Brian yeah. Trump, you know, when, Brian Trump, when he yeah. called out uh, uh, all these different people and things, when he, they charged him. And that's why I'm saying it's so disappointing, but I now look at him like I did Churchill. And you know what? The one thing about Churchill that people forget is he replaced Neville Chamberlain and restored the, he gave the Brits something to fight for, you know, they were not defeated and they went through the battle of Britain, you know, where they dealt with air raids and innocent. They family sent their children to the countryside to live And, you know, with people they didn't even know to get them out of London to survive. And even because Hitler fired that V2 rocket bomb, you know, just unbelievable. By the way, (laughs) 
very quick aside here to show you how evil works. <laughs> Werner von Braun, who we have up in Huntsville, Alabama, the von Braun Center. Werner uh, von Werner von Braun was a Nazi scientist. Now, Operation Paperclip after World War II, when the U.S. said, "Well, we didn't take any Nazis. We only, you know, that we took guys who were in the German. They were German, and they were scientists." But they were, you know, they they were not there on their own accord. They were there or die. And so we took those scientists to work on our space program. Wrong. Uh, while Werner, Werner von Braun might have uh, not been an army a warmonger, he was a Nazi. And he did design those rockets that landed in London and killed innocent men and women. He did that for the Nazi war machine. And we celebrate him with things here in the States because of what he did after the war. Um, just know that there are certain things that happen that are total lies that yeah. need to come out. And that's one of them. Anyway, mm. the bottom well, line the, here, back to the is, indictment thing, you're yeah, talking about is, this whole thing, this whole conspiracy thing, right? Whenever you and I, people like us point things out, we're accused of being conspiracy theorists. When you read that indictment, it's the biggest conspiracy theory we've ever seen <laughs> to tie all of those pieces together to create a conspiracy. It takes an, an incredibly warped imagination, but they've succeeded in doing it. It is one gigantic conspiracy theory set in a legal setting. It's just amazing. And that's the problem. Set in a legal setting. They ran it through the legal process, and they're going after real-world real penalties. This is not a game. This is actually putting your opposition in prison. This is something that... Our men and our relatives fought for in World War II. I don't know what we were fighting for in, in Korea in the 50s. I don't know what we were fighting for in Vietnam in the 60s and 70s. And the times we have gone to war over the last several years have all been shows of finances, I guess. But the bottom line is now, the now this main stage here in the U.S. is a fight for our own soul. And if we allow them to continue because you agree with liberal politics, you're wrong. You realize that Dobermans kill their masters. Okay. Eventually when you let evil take a win, believe me, they will not just take an inch. They will keep going. It wasn't enough for gay marriage. Okay. It, that was never enough. Now it's let's teach. And, and remember when Obama mocked Mitt Romney in 2012, Mitt Romney says Barack Obama wants to teach sex education to kindergartners. And he laughed and the people laughed and it was standing in front of a Planned Parenthood, you know, billboard in the background. And they're all chuckling. What a stupid thing Mitt Romney would say. And then as an aside, he said, but it's the right thing to do. Mm. And you look at what they are doing in mainstream elementary schools in the United States of America today. They are teaching children who don't even understand sexuality, teaching a boy that he can be a girl, a girl that she can be, that they don't know what they are right now. They don't have to decide that they're assigned a gender at birth. You're not assigned a gender at birth. You are born and you are. That's it. And no amount of whatever you thinking and planning and fantasy world you want to live in changes that. And I'm telling you that if we don't fight now, if we don't stand up for truly, I, even if you don't like Trump, read the indictment point by point and see how far they have gone and realize that we must. Everybody who's involved in this thing needs to go to prison. Everybody who's accusing, accusing Trump, everybody who's involved in this mess needs to go to prison because they're the enemy. They're not fighting for freedom. They're fighting for the very things we have laid our lives down for as a, as a nation in the past. And it cannot continue. It can't. It's ridiculous, Mark. It really does 
it's long and tedious reading. Mm. But I will tell you, the more I read it, the more frustrated and mad I got. Yeah. Like I said yesterday, or it was the day before, it was one day this week, the communists are running things now. Mm. That's how we got these people in these positions in in Georgia. Uh, A guy by the name of George Soros funded campaigns so that leftists, not just liberals, we used to, you know what? We're the liberals when you think about it. We're the ones who actually believe that we should let our neighbor live the way he wants to live as long as he's not breaking the law, right? Right. We should live, we are actually the, the, the liberals. We're classical liberals. These people, they're leftists. <laughs> and I think when we start, we call them liberals, we're mislabeling them. And you know how they hate being mislabeled, so let's oh, yeah. not. <laughs> wow. They're leftists. And these people have been handpicked and run for offices in places all over America so that they can come in from the local level and change things so the left has all of the advantage. And that's what they're trying to do right now, using our legal system against us. And we can't let it stand. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. the uh, Mark and Mac show podcast. Hey man. Yes. I was watching. I think I told you this the other day. Um, I was watching on uh, the Tammy, uh, the, the concert back in 1964, the Tammy show. Um, it was a film okay. that was done and it was staged in the, uh, I think the Santa Monica auditorium in Southern California, but it was just the biggest pop stars, rock stars of the day. Huh. In 1964, on one stage, back to back, and they filmed it and released it as a film, as this major event. Had everybody from the Beach Boys to the Rolling Stones, hosted by Jan and Dean. Um, began the the thing opens up with Chuck Berry, you know, playing Johnny Be Good, and as he's playing Maybelline, you know, he does, and they're all like, remember how we used to do those winter jam things where they you'd have yeah. all these artists, they come out and sing two or three songs, and that right, was it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's how this went. It was two or three songs, and in the case of Chuck Berry, as he's playing Maybelline, his song, um, Jerry and the Pacemakers, uh, I think it's, yeah, they set up on stage in the British band, and as they come out on stage, halfway through Chuck Berry's Maybelline, Jerry and the Pacemakers start playing Maybelline, their wow, version yeah. of it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it goes feeds right into it, and then they <laughs> do a set, and then at the end of their set, it goes, Chuck Berry takes right back over. Yeah, huh. It's a very cool way to start. Um, wow. but it was the biggest stars of the day and they were all together on one big stage. And I thought right then, and they were of all different backgrounds. You had rock beach, mm-hmm. you know, this beach sound, the Motown sound, the yeah. British invasion. You had all these different things. All Everything on you heard on the radio every day. Yeah. yeah. And it was, they were all together and it was in this incredible event. And it was like, all I could think of in watching that thing was, um, I actually could understand what they were singing. I could actually understand the words to those songs. And, uh, you know, that was pretty cool. 
But did you it, walk to school uphill both much. ways in the snow yeah. every year? I did. I every day. <laughs> Boggled the mind. But anyway, I while it, I was watching I, that, it's like yeah. you couldn't have that now, Mark. You couldn't yeah. have something like that now because each one of those groups, it, you have people that are too busy focused on the one thing they like and want, and everybody mm -hmm. else needs to go away and leave me to my space. It's like yeah. we can't all get together and think about this, man. You went from the Jerry and the pacemakers, you know, don't let the sun see you crying mm -hmm. to the beach boys. And, uh, my favorite Denny Wilson on drums, breaking a drum, uh, breaking a stick on, I get around and throwing the stick and keeping on playing to Leslie Gore, you know, to, wow. um, to, uh, uh, the Godfather of soul, James Brown. And, and the whole, and he does the whole thing where at the end he's like passing out on stage and they yeah, come yeah. over to him and they lift him back up and he starts singing again, doing the whole, the famous flames, man. It was awesome. And they're all doing it in front of, oh, you can never do that now. There would be, no. you know, if you try to put that many different things together at one time, there'd be a protest inside That's the room. They, yeah. they'd be, you would be cheering along with your friend. And then the next thing you know, when they're cheering, you're protesting, you know, it's, it yeah. would be like that because right. we're a divided nation. We're not together. We are a divided nation by politicians who they win by us being divided. It would also cost more than a Taylor Swift concert. So <laughs> who's going? <laughs> Fine. I love it. <laughs> and that's the thing. Not very many people do. They got to see it on, on, in the movies, you know, and it yeah. was really, uh, it was one of those things back then in the early, in the, like, so this is 1964. Okay. So think about it. They, they were like in Electrovision or something, you know, oh. stereoscopic. These, all those uh -huh. kind of futuristic yes. words. Yeah. And, uh, but it was hosted by Jan and Dean. So you have all these great bands and musicians playing, but when Jan and Dean are singing any of their songs, they're lip syncing to something. Yeah. They've got live yeah. microphones, but yeah. it's like, uh, it's like Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl yeah. when she sang along to her own track. That's right. what they're yeah. doing because yeah. there's no horn section. There's no car crashing on the stage for dead man's curve. You know, right. You, yeah. you, it's, it's funny. You know, you yeah. sit there laughing after a while going, man, <laughs> anyway, yeah. I digress. It just yeah. made me feel like we've gone, we had come so far and done so many really cool things in this country. And then those, it, I blame the hippies because mm. they said, don't trust anyone over 30. And then they went over 30 and they know we can't trust them. And they, they, they sold that. And now they are, now they're like all 75 yeah. and they're all still fighting for, you know, yeah. they're fighting to rip us off. They went into the, uh, uh, education establishment yep. and began educating the youth of America in, ah. into what they believed. So right. now we have Marxism being taught as though it's just a normal thing every day right. and called other things. It's called yeah. other things, but it's still Marxism, Marxist philosophy, the religion of Marxism. It's horrible. And, uh, and it's infected everything. And we, so now we have people in politics who are screeching things. Uh, oh, here's one. We should call Impeach you know 25. We have people like that, you know. <laughs> Trump is penicillin, Mark. You know, yeah. you catch it, go to the doctor and get rid of it. That's, That's what we right. got to treat. That's how we have to treat liberals. We got to go to the doctor and get rid of it right now. The only antidote we have is Donald Trump. None yeah. of the rest. And I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy and everything. I think they're nice guys and all that. But after reading that indictment, I don't want Trump to be president again. I want this craziness to stop because yeah. if it's just Trump, it's four years and then they're going to put him in jail. They're, they're going yeah. to take him out again. You realize how far they've leveraged themselves. And it's yeah. like, okay, so, you know, the first one over the hill always gets shot. You know, he's getting ground up pretty hard, but Trump can take it. The thing is, who's next? Do you see anybody? 
and I mean this, Mark, is there anybody else yeah. that will actually be a, a, a voice for conservatives, mm. for people who love the United States of America and just want to get along with everybody? Why? Yeah. We, we want to, you know what, let's form a new, a new party, the Rodney King party. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? Okay. And I'll be well, our first candidate for president. Yes, I did. Well, the only guy right now on the uh, on the scene who's anywhere close to that is is Vivek uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the only one, and I've said this before. If he ends up, if he ended up, so he's the second one now. He's way, way, yeah. way behind. Trump. Oh, yeah. By the way, Trump's popularity actually rose after this yeah. indictment. It actually oh, yeah. went up again. So more people are behind him. I think more people are seeing the, the banana republic is is real, and they've got to do something about it. So that's why they're behind Trump. I hope. But, uh, I hope so too. But if let's say they do succeed, they manage to bump Trump out of the way. They, they're trying to set his court date for the day before two, Super Tuesday. By the way, think about the yeah. that. That's all optics. They draw him. They pull him in. They've got him. If they can, they've got him in handcuffs. Right. Right. The day before everybody in these cities goes to vote. Right. right. That imagery is in their minds when they go to the polls. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. But if Vivek Ramaswamy ends up being the top guy on the totem pole, was that racist? The uh, if he ends up being <laughs> the lead man, the candidate of choice, guess what's going to happen to him? Exactly the same thing will happen to him. They will take anything and everything he's ever said, done, tweeted, emailed, and they will say, you see this? This is part of a vast left, a right-wing conspiracy to overthrow right. our country. It's exactly what they will do. They've done it before. They'll do it again. There's nothing that binds these people to the truth because they have no moral compass. None. It's all about power and control because... They are true believers in this religion of Marxism. They are true believers and they believe that they are right. And it doesn't matter what they have to do to gain power and control because they're right. They, they, are, they are the faithful and they believe they're saving the world by being the faithful. They're right and they won't stop. We got to so, do something. Let's send spam something has at to be done. Yeah, they have to be We take spam stopped. and militarize it. You know, they're yes. sending spam to Hawaii. <laughs> I think we take spam and, you know, you use some, you know what? You send this to the front line. Some of you use it for food. Some of you use it for weaponology. Yeah, I don't care. But spam <laughs> could save us. Spam and peanut butter. Yeah, spam and yeah. Reese's. I think spam Ooh. and Reese's, that's the Now you're champions. on to something. That's All the right. diet of champions right there. Yeah. Spam and Reese's cups. Well, the good news is that Hormel Foods is working with a humanitarian organization to send spam to Maui following that, uh, that massive wildfire. Hormel, which produces this pork, the canned pork product, is sending the Convoy of Hope to Maui after the island was ravaged by the disaster, which resulted in 106 deaths as of Tuesday. I'm sure there's more now. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii consumes an estimated 8 million cans of Spam every year. That's the most of any U.S. state. And they hold the annual Spam Jam, which features unique dishes, including Spam wontons and Spam musubi. <laughs> I, I have to look that up. Um, <laughs> Janessa... Kinsher, she's the senior brand manager for the Spam brand, says, they're our Ohana. They're truly our family, our friends. They bring the Spam brand to life. Uh, spam became popular in Hawaii during World War II when soldiers stationed in the Pacific were served the meat on the front lines and remained, it remained popular in the area. Uh, Kinsher says, it's now is our time to let our Ohana know that we see them 
We love them. We're supporting them. We need to come together for Maui. It's going to take years for them to rebuild. We're What we're giving them is hope, hope that they can make it through this catastrophe that they're currently living through. Uh, that's what uh, Ethan Forehead, uh, a national spokesperson for Convoy of Hope, says. Hormel Foods has partnered with the Convoy of Hope for the past eight years with the two sides aiming in other or aiding in other natural disasters nationwide. Wow. So spam is going to Maui to help the people there. I love it. I wonder how much spam $700 would buy, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> that's what they've allotted per family for these victims of the fires, 700 bucks a family. Yeah. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, multiple billions are going to Ukraine for something we can't define or understand. We don't know what's really going over there. We know what happened in Hawaii. Don't you think we'd want to send more money there? Well, Mark, you know, if we sent more money there, we would find out that it's not man-made global warming or climate change, that it actually was a fire uh, because conditions were dry and there was a low-pressure yeah. system here and a high-pressure system there. And, oh, yeah. my gosh, it's an island nation. And it got windy. It got windy out there, Mark. There were power lines laying on the ground. I've actually seen the video. There were power lines laying on the ground. They arced, lit off all these dry leaves, and bang. So somebody who should have been taking care of the infrastructure in Hawaii dropped the ball. Well, they're all liberal, (laughs) Part of that leftist government, you know, all those Democrats. (laughs) Think about it. Where do we seem to have, where have the worst fires taken place in liberal states, California Mm. in particular? But I will be honest with you there. I, I remember the fires in California when I was a kid. I wonder how much Hawaii has to blame themselves. And I think there is some indigenous stuff like, you know, we have um, oh, kudzu here. That oh, yeah. gets, it, it's very, <laughs> it's an invasive thing to go. You get one thing in kudzu. Next thing you know, you live in kudzu. Yeah. Uh, they have something like that in Hawaii. And um, they don't do any backburning. They don't go and clear out the dead right. stuff uh, because yeah. it might hurt the spotted you know, green owl or whatever. And Bad policy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just I know like that, the timber, the timber out West in the mainland, right. we have uh, in we the forest that. out West, they don't clear the dry timber like they're supposed to. They don't burn it off like they should. And as a result, it's all there waiting to start massive wildfires. It's yeah. just fuel. And that's why you yeah. burn it is so you get rid of that fuel. So these things right. don't become so bad. And I don't know if that played a part of this. I know they're in looking at it because I lo- only looked at it because uh, there was a huge thing about global warming last weekend, you know, man-made climate change, how one of the yeah. politicians there was screaming. And I'm like, really? Do you, don't you think people are going to look a little bit in the, I mean, when you've got the weather channel and meteorologists saying, well, a month before, okay, a month before mm-hmm. the fires started, here's what could happen. The conditions are favorable. It could have been a cigarette, but it could have been somebody who, for you know, somebody could yeah. have eaten Smokey Bear and let the fire that they cooked him on <laughs> keep going. You know, it was probably going to be a man-made fire in some way, but there yeah. was so much fuel. And once the fire got going, the wind and everything else was going to make it bad. They said this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't climate change. Just you FYI. know the craziest thing, the absolute craziest thing that I've seen that people are blaming this on? Oprah. Oprah Oprah Winfrey has been trying to buy up that property for ages. She's been buying up. She's bought up lots and lots and lots of acreage in the area. And she's wanted where all this stuff is. And so Mm -hmm. they're blaming Oprah and she burned all the houses down so she could buy the property cheap. That's the craziest thing I've seen. Well, I mean, she's, you know, (laughs) she's really out there politically. Um, She doesn't, she's not a Christian. You know, she believes there's uh, more than one way to heaven so uh-huh. yeah the fires of hell have... okay i'm with you let's blame oprah i'm good okay 
Hi, this is Rick Moranis. You know, some people are more careful about what they feed their cars than what they feed their bodies. They know that the wrong fuel can hurt a car's performance and maybe ruin the engine. But the wrong food can have the same effect on your health. Too much fat, too many calories, and too little of what's good for you can affect how well you feel and even lead to serious illness. So eat right. It'll help you keep running smooth. For more information, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575 and find us on Facebook and Twitter. So, uh, Mark, the judge claimed Trump might flee if he learned of a secret order. I got to know about this. I missed that day in school when they talked about secret orders, Mark. Well, you know, we just found out that Twitter surrendered Trump's tweets. Right. And uh, uh, they, the Jack Smith's team subpoenaed the tweets. Twitter gave them over. And there was, there was concern that if Trump knew, he might be a flight risk. Yeah. Yeah, a guy who's declared for president, who's doing rallies all over the country, who's who's on TV every day for some reason, he's going to leave. That that makes perfect sense in your little conspiracy theory world. U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell said that immediate notification to the customer, in this case, uh, Trump, of the target account would seriously jeopardize the ongoing investigation as such a disclosure would give that person an opportunity to destroy evidence, change patterns of behavior, notify Confederates, and flee from prosecution. That's well, actually, you know where filing. they got that, Mark. They actually got that from Hillary Clinton. They're like, this is what Hillary did, okay? Now, yeah. if she did, we might expect Trump to do the same thing because Hillary did. She was destroying stuff. She was, oh, you know, think about what yeah. she did. Destroying phones with hammers and tablets with hammers and things like that. Uh, deleting emails, um, wiping hard drives you mean like with a cloth no <laughs> yes that's exactly what happened um judge howell appointed under president barack obama entered the non-disclosure order at the request of the special counsel jack smith's team so it was smith's team who said yeah he's a flight risk if we let him know so keep this secret the order prevented twitter now known as X, from alerting president trump about the warrant which forced twitter to provide extensive data from President Trump's account to Mr. Smith's team. Mr. Smith's team wrote in a filing also unsealed this week that the court should approve the non-disclosure order because the former president might try to flee <laughs> if the order was not entered. You know, the stuff they used from Twitter in the indictment, I don't know if these people are aware of this, but see, Twitter uh, is a, uh, it's a platform. It's a social media platform where when you post something on there, it's not a secret. It actually goes out and people can see it and they talk about it. And yeah. um, I remember some of these tweets that they used uh, because he went after Brian Kemp and a few others, you know, when he laid out, all you have to do is this. All you have to do is this. All you mm. have to do is this and yeah. you won't do it. And so Trump went after him on Twitter in public. And so I'm wondering what had to be secret about Twitter when everything you used was something he put in public that yeah. people had seen before? I mean, it yeah. put up to, uh, this Twitter by its very name. It's not like it's an email I wrote to you, Mark, that right. uh, I immediately destroyed after I sent it. You know, this mm. is ridiculous. These people yeah. are morons. They are total morons, Mark. Well, I've read that there's also location data and things like that attached. Yes, there are. The, yeah. yeah, so they're looking at a lot of different things. Yeah, but they're actually going after what he said. They actually yeah. are going after what he said. When you read the indictment, you're like, 
what? I mean, yeah. it really is. Wait a minute. That oh, I know. Hold on a minute. So wait. So everything Mark and I have been saying is indictable. <laughs> I, I mean, really, we've been saying this for a long time. It's all. I mean, I got to go back to mid nineties now, Mark, because I believe when I had the dead friends of the Clintons, I believe I could be in prison for that. You know, <laughs> I had that up there. On, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that list is wow. uh, over fifty now. By the way. Oh my. Um, word. It's so nuts. This is, is again, we are at the stage and it goes back to where I began. We as a nation are at a tipping point. Do we allow, and believe me, there's not just one of them. There are millions of these idiots and they believe that they are right. We are wrong. And by the way, they believe the ends justifies the means, meaning they can break the law and do whatever they want as long as they win in the end, which is the same thing Muhammad told the followers of Islam. It doesn't matter. Lie to the bad people because in the end, Muhammad wins. Like I said, they are the true believers. They are the worshipers. They are the religion. They believe they're right. And they will do anything they see as necessary to gain power and control because they're right. I just am so shocked over that. I pray. I I don't want you to bore yourself to death. And and if you're on the tipping point, you need to get rid of any sharp objects. But read the indictment handed down. And you'll realize how far, you know, they have mined this. We're talking about phone calls. And I think the thing that got me the most, Mark, was talking about to a group of people. Well, you know, the follow these things happened. Okay. You, even the offhanded remarks, you know, yeah, you, that 96,000, you know, ballots were found in, you know, that didn't go through the, pro- did not go through the process at all. They never came to a priest. They went from a trunk to the and yeah. that is indictable to say that out loud. Uh, it's a matter of fact, not fiction. They came from that dude's trunk over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about the water main break at yeah. the uh, State Farm Arena? <laughs> that um, was a leaky toilet. Yeah. In a man's Yeah. Room. But Mark, yeah. they've used that against them because they said that, well, they used this idea of a water main break that caused them to shut down counting and they got everybody out of the building, but the counting continued once they got all the media and everybody out. Once they got the observers out, once they got the media, that they continued counting. And it turned out to not really be a water main break, but really a toilet overflowed. And yet they used that as their excuse. Well, you know, bringing to to say that out loud, that this happened, they're saying, well, that's a lie. Mm. Like We've been hearing this since day one from people on the scene that day that this happened. And they're it saying was no. On, it was on every news channel. They, yes, they actually but, announced that the counting is going to stop for the night. Yep. We're going to cease counting because we right. have a water main. It was on all of the yes. news channels. But now, and now he, the, the, to point yeah, that Rudy, out is, Rudy Giuliani is, said it out loud in a meeting, yeah. and they indicted him. I mean, they. Uh, this is one of the many. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what it's, they're using, Mark. It's like I said uh, the other day that that when you look at this, you look at the indictment, all of the different things. There's nothing in it that's an illegal. Nothing in it. But they're trying to tie it all together as one right. big illegal activity. As and a that's why that's yeah. why they use that last line uh, at the end of each act. It is ridiculous. It's crazy. And I will tell you that if you bad men prosper when good men do nothing, and that is the plural yeah. of all men, like mankind. Yeah, bad prospers when good doesn't fight. And we now it, we all disagree about things every day. We're never going to find consensus on many things, but I will tell you the one thing I believe in is this crazy has to stop. And I don't think Trump's the only guy. I just don't see anybody else willing to stand up and take the hits because you've got to take it. You have to, how many other people could have withstood what Trump has withstood? They would have given up. They'd had to for their own sanity. And so, 
and the fact that their careers would be ruined because right. they're they're career politicians. And you know, and that's why is, I pointed out yeah. Trump isn't that. You know, for right. everybody else being president on your tombstone, that's the big thing. On Trump's yeah. on Trump's resume at the end of his life, it's gonna be and he was president of the United States, you know? Yeah. It, it's it gonna be, be oh yeah, also. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of all this, you know. And yeah. I'm not saying everything on there's great. There's a lot of crap in there. There's a mm -hmm. lot of really shady business stuff. There's a lot of people who lost a lot of yeah. money because of him. He's a, yeah. there are, a, there's a lot of bad. I am not championing Donald Trump. I am championing the people of the United States of America and pointing out that he's a citizen. He became president and they treated him like the enemy. They actually yeah. treated him more like an enemy than they did our enemies. Yeah. So we'll have yeah, to leave it at have. that today, but I encourage yeah. you to go and read the indictment. It's out there. It's a hundred and something pages long, uh, but it's worth reading when you realize the racists are at work. By the way, uh, one last thing is uh, Andrea Mitchell on PMSNBC. Yeah. was talking about Fanny, whatever her name is. Uh, Willis. Willis, thank you. And just, you know, rah, rah, re, kick him in the knee kind of stuff. You know, taking yeah. on Donald Trump. And you're like, really? You're you're claiming you used, you used to be a news person. I now know that I couldn't believe anything you've ever said, you old winch. But, right. you know, it's just, this is crazy, Mark. I'm so fed up with the liberals, you know, the tingle up my leg kind of thing. I'm just yeah. sick and tired of it. Be newsman, be a news person for a change and actually tell the truth instead of your version of events that makes your political party win. I'm just sick to death. Mm, I agree. So what do we do? We vote. We vote accordingly and then we hold all of the people we vote for accountable. And I think that's the hard part. That's the task up, up next is getting people to pay attention to the people they vote for. Will they do it? No. I don't think so. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.